I know. <laughs> Not my fault. I have cool facts. <laughs> All right. And we're live. Should I close the door in case Paul comes home and sees us doing this? No, it's okay. I can just explain to my cousin we don't have a life. All right. Are we live? Bitch, we're live. All right. Well, that's an awful way to start something that we literally have been gone for for like eleven months. Yeah, we were like. Moses going through the desert, you know, didn't he go on, didn't he have to like walk or whatever, wasn't he gone for a while, I don't know, it's what happened, we're back! (laughs) (laughs) So sorry for the like 11th month hiatus, but uh, you know, we kind of had lives. Yeah. I say kind of, with like very strongly, like it's it's also. It's also, I will say, just very hard getting out of bed when all you want to do is just lay in bed and jerk off all day, you know what I mean? I don't know how that correlates to <laughs> making a podcast, which you, I've, you've literally laid in your bed as we record podcasts. Well, there were multiple occasions where I was like, I should really write a story for this podcast. And then I was like, I just jerk off. Yeah. And, and then 11 months later, we were like, hey, we should really get around to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of stuff happened in our lives. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about it, Ryan. I don't. I don't really care. Yeah. They don't need to know. Our lives are all right. They got a little better. <laughs> hey. Okay, all I'll say is that we're probably doing better than that. Our one Pakistani listener. Hey, I just assume that if you live in Pakistan, whatever shit I'm going through is not as bad as yours. Not sure if you should be cutting that out or not. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, right. if you're a new listener to this podcast. But I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Why'd you click on it? <laughs> what happened yeah. that you had to click on it? There you go. That was a good one. Yeah, this is the What Happened podcast. Uh we examine some of history's stranger events, and we go, what happened? Hence the name. Hence the name. I came up with that. <laughs> Who do you want to do uh, first? Uh, I mean, you can lead the char- uh, uh, All right. Do you want to flip you a coin? D- you definitely have a more interesting story than I do. I got coins here. You want to flip? Yeah, sure. All right. I all mean, right. should we start off with the stronger story or end with the stronger story? I think we should end with the stronger story. How many pages do you have? Like three, I think. Same, but like mine's definitely your, your sound's already cooler, dude. I wrote it's a 1700 word document, like 1700 word word document. I don't even write that much for school. Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ, fucking right. up the desk. On Ryan is currently just ruining a mic stand and his desk at the same time because he decided to stand up with the mic stand. Hey, fuck you guys. <laughs> this is your mic stand. <laughs> All right, I'm going to flip this half dollar. All right. What do you want, heads or tails? I'll take tails. Heads. All right. Does that mean I go first, or does that mean I get to choose? <laughs> we didn't call it. Well, we just said heads or tails. We didn't say who. Is it like a football game? Like, you get to decide who goes first? All right, look, I'll go first because I think we should end on a stronger note. So the coin flip was pointless. Yeah. Good to know. All right, so, uh, so I'm starting off with a story. Uh, it's a, it's a little bit of a shipwreck story, a little bit of a like a weird kind of haunting story at the same time. Um, sea ghosts? Question mark. A lot of sea ghosts going on. Are you making sure that we are recording? Yeah, it's been a while, so I just want to make sure everything's working okay. Yeah, it's probably smart. Remember um, that Halloween episode we did where we recorded like 30 minutes with only one mic going? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's because I just like purely unplugged mine. <laughs> 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 all right all right so anyways 
so my story is on Boone Island. I don't know if you ever heard me talk about Boone Island. To me, this is like, it's not a personal story because it didn't happen to me, but like, I've been there. I like see it every time I'm up in York, Maine. So oh, is like, it in Maine? Yeah, it's in Maine. So I'll give some backstory on Boone Island real quick before I get into the actual story. So uh, Boone Island is a barren 300 by 700 foot shoal located at just six miles from the shores of York, Maine. Would you describe it as a rocky crag? I don't know what a crag is. Something that's rocky? Yeah. I mean, I was going to describe what a shoal is, and it, it it's literally just an accumulation of sediment or rock that is potentially dangerous to ships. <laughs> so, so it's just a little shitty island that you don't want to hit with your boat? Literally, like, a 300 by 700 foot island with just rocks, like, not even, like, a thing of grass. Like, no, no, I almost said Vegemite. That's not the correct word. <laughs> That's what they eat in Australia. No vegetation. Like, it's just barren. It's just rocks. Okay. Beautiful island. Yeah. Uh, so, it's uh, six miles off the coast of York. So, when you're on, when you're in York, uh, there's this uh, stretch of uh, beach and road. It's called Long Sands Beach. It's about, like, a mile and a half long. I'm sure they all love to hear you guzzling down on a large iced coffee at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. you got to stay awake for the fans, man. <laughs> um. So it's only six miles offshore, so you can see the full island. You can see the lighthouse. Like, it's visible from shore, and when you're on the island, shore is very visible, just to set the mood for the island. Gotcha, okay. Um, so the name Boone Island is a little, uh, like, no one really knows how the name became, if that makes sense, what I just said. No one knows who named it. No one knows why it was called Boone Island. There are some, like, theories as to why. There's been countless amount of shipwrecks. Uh, there was one shipwreck in 1874. Nope, that's not even. It, nope, not even close. Uh, 1682. <laughs> <laughs> my dyslexia, <laughs> my dyslexia just completely kicked in. Okay. Uh, there's been many shipwrecks. The main one I'm gonna talk about isn't this one, but there's a shipwreck in 1682. All four guys lived. Um, Did but when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. No, it's like 1482. <laughs> Bro, they're, 92. In, they're in York. Like, this place has been just... Disca- well, what? I don't know. The Vikings were here in, like, the year 300. You never know. <laughs> Anyways, continue. <laughs> God. All right. Um. So, all four men were rescued, uh, and they think that the name Boone Island was given by these guys because they said, quote, uh, seeing the survival as boon or seeing their survival as a boon granted by god which apparently is like a thing that's why they named it yeah but there's another excerpt like i said this isn't a great story so you know what yours is better we'll get to it all right okay um there's another excerpt and uh by john winthrop in his diary in 1630 uh, and he said we saw also ahead of us some four leagues from shore a small rock called boon isle not above a flight shot over which hath a dangerous shoal to the east and south some two leagues in length. So, I don't know. No one really knows what the fuck the name means or where it came from, but whatever. Doesn't matter. I'm just trying to give some backstory to the island. Really pad out this thing so we can get to an hour. Yeah, like I said, I made like 1,700 words. About 600 of those <laughs> are just really shitty backstory. <laughs> uh, so, the um, the rock, I'll call it. It's multiple rocks. Uh, was described by poet Celia Thaxter as the forlornest place that can be imagined. Or, you know, in today's world, it's fucking lonely. <laughs> I mean, clearly, she's never been to, like, a desert. You ever been to an island that you can see the shore, but you can't get to? Think of that. I mean, if it's close enough to see the shore, you could probably swim there pretty easy. We'll get there. Okay. I just stole your line. 
I do say that you a lot. You say that a lot. We should make a t-shirt that says, we'll get there. Ooh. But only you and I buy it because no one else actually gives a shit. Yeah. Hit us up on Instagram if you want merch. <laughs> oh, yeah. We also have a Twitter, which like, ooh. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. So, um, in 1876, uh, 14-year-old Annie Bell Hobbs described living on Boone Island with her father, who was the lighthouse keeper at the time. Uh, quote, out at sea on a rock eight miles from the nearest point of land and about nine miles east of the town of Kittery is Boone Island, upon which I have been a prisoner with the privilege, privilege of the yard the past two years. I will give you a description of this place and its inhabitants. The island is made up of nothing but rocks without one foot of, one foot of ground for trees, shrubs, or grass. Now and then sails uh, dot the wide expanse, reminding me that there is a world besides the one I dwell in, all surrounded by water. I've been to Kittery. Yeah, so like they have like just, a gun store up there. I think. Yeah, the Kittery Outpost. Kittery Trading like a, Post. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a massive place. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm just trying to set a backstory. Either way, Boone Island is kind of like cool to me because like growing up, I'd always see Boone Island off in the distance, and then my uh, uh, great grandmother, she has a house. Well, it's not hers anymore, but there's a house. It's on a uh, it's on like a cliff on a peninsula, and I would always sit on her uh, her deck with binoculars and look out at like the lobster men and shit. And then I would always see Boone Island. It looked like a big submarine to me because like the lighthouse is like a periscope. Oh, cool! And dude. I'm pretty sure I was Wait, like, there's "Mom, light- the Russians." <laughs> <laughs> there's a lighthouse on Boone Island. Did you say that? Yeah, there's a lighthouse oh, okay. now. Yeah, uh, it's actually New England's tallest lighthouse at uh, like 133 feet or something. Oh, really? Um, but it's automatic now because nobody lives in lighthouses anymore. Um, Wouldn't that be a cool job? No, it's actually like a fucking awful job. Isn't that why they made the movie The Lighthouse? Is that the one, like the black and white one with uh, Leatherface and, yeah, and Robert Pattinson? Yeah. And uh, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, that's and it's just about them going yeah. crazy in a lighthouse. Yeah, and there's a couple stories I have in here about people just going nuts on a lighthouse. Okay. So, either way, so what I'm actually talking about is the wreck of the Nottingham Galley. Obviously on right. Boone Island. Hence why I'm talking about Boone Island. So it's like a big cargo ship, right? Uh, so it's a British merchant ship. Okay. So it's December 11th, 1710. Okay. Uh, and so big winter storm going on. Boom Island. Right? Yeah. So basically the wreck of the Nottingham Boone Galley. Boone Island. On Boone Island. <laughs> <laughs> Boone Island. And the re- resultant rumors of insurance fraud, mutiny, treason, and cannibalism was one of the most sensational stories of the early 18th century. Okay. So shortly after departing England with Captain John Dean at the helm, his brother Jasper and another investor aboard, and a very large, inexperienced crew. Very large. There's 14 people. Don't know why I wrote large. Can I pause you real quick? What's up? Is Jim short for John? I No, is so... James? I, I don't fucking know. I mean, like, John means, like, bastard in the old days, so... Because I was going to say, did they name Jimmy Dean after him? But that's James. Oh, James Dean. Never mind. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the ship encountered French privateers off the coast of Ireland. So that's an important note. We'll circle back. Um, Where she lingered for weeks picking up cargo. Uh, They eventually headed into the North Atlantic when they found themselves shipwrecked on the notorious Boone Island. Just off the New England coast, like I said, just right off Maine. Uh, so, um, Captain Dean offered one version of events after, obviously, that led them to be bar- to be shipwrecked on the barren rock, but meanwhile, his crew proposed another. This is the whole mutiny part. Okay. Circle in. Uh, so in the hands of the skilled storytellers, Andrew Vietz, uh, who was actually part of the shipwreck, uh, he wrote a book after, um... It basically became an historical uh, adventure with like a lot of mystery to it because there's two different sides arguing. No one knows who to believe. 
lot of people died. Shipwreck happened in December. Let's get to it. All right, so uh, it's claimed that the Nottingham Galley shipwrecked on Boone Island due to bad weather. Uh, like we said, uh, Boone Island is six miles off the coast, so these people shipwrecked and could see land. It's reported that they could see chimney smoke from the houses and that they could see, like, like dots of people on the shore. Oh, but it's like the winters. They can't fucking swim They can't there. get to it. No one can get to them. No one knows the shipwreck. They're on a... They have no food. They have, like, scraps of food. They're eating seaweed for... They're stranded for 24 days, by the way. They're Jesus. eating seaweed. They're huddled together in the winter with no shelter, and they have no way to make a fire for a signal. Yeah, because there's no, like, trees on the island. Yeah, and their boat, like, sh- like sank immediately, so they can't, like, use their ship or hide in their ship or anything. So it's Fuck just that, dude. 14 <laughs> dudes huddled together for 24 days on just a rock in, like while you're looking at the shore. I feel like that alone has to be fucking awful. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, so all 14 members aboard the crew, or excuse me, aboard the Nottingham Galley survived the initial wreck. However, uh, two died from their injuries. The cook, who died a few days after the initial wreck, and the carpenter, who died two weeks after. Uh, then another two men drowned attempting to reach the mainland on an improvised raft. Only six miles. But what did they use for the raft? I don't know. It just said improvised. I assume like driftwood or something. Or maybe they had like some parts of their boat or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Either way, they drowned trying to get to it. Uh, so there's 10 people left. Um, so after nearly three weeks of huddling together for warmth in the freezing cold and living off scraps of seaweed, the crew dwindled from 14 men to 10. So that's when the hunger finally pushed these men to do the unthinkable. I know I already said it, but what do you think happened? Did they eat each other, Owen? Basically, they yeah. ate one dude. There was like that carpenter that died earlier. So this Veets guy who like wrote the book on this, uh, he was a butcher. Just prior to going to sea, so some guy convinced him to be like, "Look, man, like, <laughs> I'll trim him up real nice yeah, for you." <laughs> like, look, just think of him as a pig. What do you want, a tenderloin? <laughs> so they cut up the carpenter, ate the carpenter, and then survived the rest of the twenty-four days. I, I don't know, like, so this was three weeks in, so like maybe like ten more days. But they or, to, no, like three. Wait, twelve, four to twenty-one. So like three days off the carpenter, yeah. right? But they had to like eat his like because they didn't have a fire, so they had to yeah. eat his like raw frozen like half frozen raw corpse. cold corpse yeah Ugh. like drenched with seaweed and like bird shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so just after this one of the dead members uh who that wasn't the um the carpenter washed up on shore and then the people were like oh fuck <laughs> wonder where this came from so they sounded a search party and 24 days later after they shipwrecked they found the um just like you know skull and bone skull and bones they're skinny skinny yeah. cold Fucking probably really sad because they just ate their friend <laughs> crew. Um, so, like I said, it's not a wild story, but this uh, is the first documented case of cannibalism in the in North America oh, and, really? well, and the United States because they're the fucking well, same. N- uh, n- n- no. What? U.S. and North America is not the same? No, there were documented cases of cannibal- cannibalism before this. Uh, not Okay, then not in the U.S. then. No, in the U.S. Before, like, 1710? Of white people doing it. Well, yeah. Bro, I just read a long-ass book about Native Americans, and they were eating each other back to the the 1400s. But the point is, no one gives a shit about the Native Americans. (laughs) (laughs) It's not history if it's not European. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, on today's episode of What Happened Book Recommendations, Empire of the Summer Moon by Glenn Howard? No. Also, Boone Island, a true story of mutiny, shipwreck, and cannibalism. I read it like five years ago. It was pretty good. Oh. What was that guy's name who wrote the... Uh, JC, CJ. It was... Uh, initials was his first name. Oh, fuck. Where's the Damn book? By. Is it not in your room? It's in the hot, Owen. 
All right. So either way, while you're looking that up, uh, so like I said, there were two uh, conflicting stories. Um, immediately once they got off, the crew said that um, their captain, John Dean, was actually purposely wrecking the ship and that he wanted to steer it into the privateers. S.C. Gwynn was the S. author of Gwynn. Empire of the Summer Moon. If you uh, want to read about Native Americans eating each other, that's a good that's one. Where you, that's where Parker. you get it. Uh, so basically the crew was like, yeah, Captain Dean wanted this to happen. He tried to get us like, uh, you know, killed by like French privateers off the Irish coast and then they mutinied and then forced him to go to Ireland. And then James Dean or whatever the fuck his name is, got power back, went to Boston or was on their way to Boston when he saw Boone Island. Like this, the crew claims that he saw Boone Island and purposely crashed it for the insurance fraud because he took out like a big insurance thing before that. Naturally, the captain is like, no, nah, it was the storm that did it, and two stories prevail, and no one knows what happened. Like, what truly led to them shipwrecking? I feel like I'd be more inclined to believe that the storm did it. Yeah, that's what... If it was, like, calm, if it was nice weather, and he was like, no, there's a storm, and everyone yeah. else was like, no, there fucking wasn't. <laughs> but it was literally, what, December in New England? Yeah, that's... On the water? In Maine, that's pretty rough. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, after many shipwrecks, uh, a lighthouse was erected on in June of 1811. Okay. But that's not where the story of Boone Island ends. That's just, like, the most infamous story of Boone Island. So, there's been a lot of, like, weird, like, ghost stories and, like, disappearances and death on the island from the lighthouse keepers. Because they're basically just marooned on an island yeah, for, like, just three months at a time. Madness. Yeah. Um... So there's this like one big story of a 19th century uh, lighthouse keeper who arrived on the island with his newly, uh, I almost said newly bred wife, probably. But <laughs> uh, so after a few months on the island, uh, the initial keeper fell ill and died during a big storm. Uh, it's reported that his wife realized the importance of keeping the lighthouse up and stayed there for several months after his death. Um, so there was a big-ass storm like three months later, and some uh, mariners noticed that the light at Boone Island was off and no longer going on, a.k.a. the woman wasn't doing her fucking job. Yeah. Uh, and they arrived and found her like half-naked, uh, emaciated, emaci emaciated. Hot. Yeah, and just like wandering and like shouting aimlessly at the like wind. <laughs> <laughs> so she basically just fucking got sea madness <laughs> on this island. And that's like, there's so many stories of that, but that's like the, uh, I don't like the, the pivotal story that everyone knows about, like the Boone Island yeah. lighthouse. And there's also said to be a ghost on Boone Island. And many people believe it's that chick because she died like right after she was rescued from the, uh, oh, like, not the Boone ghost Island. Of the carpenter. So people think it's either. So they describe the ghost as a sad faced young woman shrouded in white. Uh, okay. and, oh, cause she was a newlywed. Yeah. And the keepers seen been seen by both the keepers on the Island and fishermen going by. They just see this like woman in white standing there in the wind, <laughs> screaming in the wind. Yeah. Even though there's like no one there. It's just kind of windy. You see a lady going, ay, 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 ay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you just keep fucking going. <laughs> you pick your lobster trap up and just go. <laughs> Thank God there's a lighthouse there. I don't want to be stuck with that bitch. <laughs> um, so some people think it's that woman that got, like kind of marooned and then her husband died and then she died. Also, some people say it's like one of the wives of like the four crew members that got like eaten and killed mm, okay. on the island. I don't know why his wife would just show up and haunt yeah. the place. Kind of makes more sense. It'd be the woman who lost her husband there and then was rescued and like a couple days later died. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, so this dude named Bob Roberts, uh, he was a Coast Guard lighthouse keeper in the 70s. Apparently, you could join the Coast Guard to be a lighthouse keeper. That sounds 
Oh, even worse than just joining the Coast yeah. Guard. <laughs> right? So he was stationed there in the 1970s, uh, and he said that he was teased by a lot of people and asked if he believed in ghosts while he was, like, right before he was being stationed there. Yeah. And he was like, no, I don't. But, so he reports that uh, one time, he and a fellow crew member, Bob Edwards, were off the island fishing, and they accidentally drifted too far from the island, and they couldn't make it back in time to turn the light on for night. And when they were coming to the island, the light just magically turned on and was on oh. all night. And obviously, they're the only two fucking guys there. So. Maybe they just forgot to turn it off for the day. Yeah, it is possible. But Could- ghost, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also reports that, like, on many occasions, he heard doors mysteriously opening and closing. Uh, and when he would go to turn on the fog light, or the fog signal, it's like, a, you know, like the D. Yeah. He said he would just feel like someone was fucking watching him, <laughs> even though it was just him and one other guy. Yeah. And it was 168 steps to get to the top. Oh, fuck that. So I feel like it wouldn't be a really good prank if I had to walk up that many <laughs> steps. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get, oh, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> worth it. <laughs> yeah, tap out halfway and just walk down. Yeah, not worth it. Um. So another former Coast Guard uh, keeper, Dave Wells, also said that one time a the station's laboratory retriever would constantly chase something around the very small island and just, like, keep chasing it. And he was just like, ah, that's the ghost. Huh. So, like, I don't know. Not a great story, but, like, to me, I just Boone Island means a lot. It's kind of cool. I see it all the time. And it's just got some, like, really odd history to it. Yeah. It's just this, like, little tiny rock. And, like, people have fucking died there and there's ghosts and shit. And I went to visit it. It was really nice. Did you eat a carpenter there? No, you like can't get off the boat because it's just rocky and oh. shit. And there was like a big tour boat, like ferry thing. Did you see the ghost lady? No, I didn't know about any of this stuff. I was like, I don't know, like 13 throwing up off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my story. Not the best coming back, but Ryan has an even better story. Hey, you gotta, you gotta throw him a, a softball before you get the, the real good stuff. Yeah, before you, know you know get the I mean? home run. You could have kept going with like a... A sports uh, reference. But I don't know anything about baseball other than it kind of sucks. Or sports. You Wait, you f- want me to say, I, I, you got to start off with the softball before you get the touchdown? Does that make any sense? Oh, and he's on his phone now. We're recording <laughs> an episode, asshole. We're just on your phone. I'm just pulling my story up. All right, we're apparently on Owen's time here. Sorry, my fire chief's mom died. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, legitimately, I just got a voicemail. From, like, the, like, mass notification system. Uh, that's unfortunate for him. So, it's Ryan's turn. We flipped a coin. We do this evenly. Alrighty. So, my story takes place in the year 1726. You know, King George is the George... is King <laughs> He's the George that everyone wants to be. King George I is the King of England. The first circulating library is erected in Edinburgh. The I feel like China had libraries before. Uh, yeah, but did they have a circulating library? What does oh, that mean? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the gridiron pendulum was just invented. What is that? I think you it's, can't just steal shit off a website. <laughs> I think it's you know you ever see like a clock with a like a like a pendulum, but it has the big disc on the bottom. Yeah, that's a gridiron pendulum. You think so? I googled it because I looked up. 1726 events in England, and that was one of them. It was one of, like, four notable events per Wikipedia. Wow. Anyways. Anywho. Um, our story, Owen, is about a woman named Mary Toft. She was born in 1701. <laughs> Seven? <laughs> Fuck off. She was born in 1701. Not a lot is known about her early life because... She was a peasant. Oh, yeah. Who right? gives a fuck about Mary? So we know that she was born in 
Godalming, Surrey, which is in England. Uh, what part of England? It's near Surrey. Okay. <laughs> uh, she was an illiterate peasant. She was married to a journeyman clother named Joshua Toft. Now, we can assume that her life was pretty dull and terrible because, you know, she would, like, go to work, work in a field all day, get paid very little, then go home and make, like, a disgusting boiled dinner for her husband. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry if I'm alienating the UK audience, but you guys got to stop boiling shit. Yeah, why do they boil a lot of meat? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so contraceptives were not a thing back then, right? Basically, it's God's will if you get pregnant or not. Yep. Other, either you gotta, and if that kid makes it past four weeks, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, either that or you have to have a really good pullout game. Um, Even then, <laughs> <laughs> so in 1726, Mary was reported to be pregnant in the month of August. However, she very tragically suffered a miscarriage. However, things started getting strange when one month later, in September of 1726, she was reported to still look pregnant. I mean, sometimes it takes a it takes a lot to lose that baby weight. It was like a month later, though. I don't know. I'm not. A, I, I'm not a pregnant woman. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so she went into labor on the 27th of September. Okay. And uh, she was attended to by her neighbor and her mother, whose name was Anne. Some real doctors. Uh, yeah, like midwives, basically. Uh, and so, well, I mean, it's also 1726. Like that's just how you did that back then. I feel like even a doctor isn't a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so accounts vary slightly on what happened next. Some say that Mary gave birth to, quote, animal parts. And others say that she de- delivered what resembled a liverless cat. Okay, so when you describe animal parts and then someone else describes a full cat without a liver. I don't know which, how you... First off, how do you know it doesn't have a liver? That's exactly my point, like, too. Oh, it's got a stomach, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but anyways, some weird shit just fell out <laughs> yeah, of her. not normal. And nobody really knew what was going on. Like some E.T. looking thing came out of her. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so Mary's mother, Anne, was naturally very concerned about the horrible abomination that just came out of her daughter. Did they ever consider to just, like, put her in one of those, like, insane asylums and just leave her? Because I feel like if my kid just gave birth to, like, a liverless cat, first off, that's very specific. <laughs> I'd be like, look. Like... I'd just, like, ship her off to a nunnery and yeah, be like, exactly. listen, you're going to have to pray over this bitch, like, a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, so her mother was very concerned. So uh, she sent her to a man named John Howard, who is an obstetrician of 30 years. They also call him a man midwife. <laughs> kind of sexist. It's kind of a funny title, but basically he just, like, Can't delivered. would be, like, mid-bro. <laughs> <laughs> mid-bro. Uh, they just delivered it. Or he just delivered babies for a living, pretty much. Now, Howard was shown the animal parts that Mary had delivered, and there's no account of exactly what he said, but if I had to assume, he probably would have said something like, damn, bruh, or yuck. <laughs> like, damn, that gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, so Howard like returned the next day to help Mary deliver even more animal parts. The next day? The very next day. All right. You gave it away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> George Michael? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it is, right? The no. guy that died? Last Christmas. Yeah. That's a lady. No, it's not. Is it not? It's literally not a lady. Sounds like a lady. I'm going to set up an email account for this just so someone can email angrily that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, folks at home. This is Ryan editing. And uh, I would just like to go on record and say that, Owen, uh, if you're listening, and I know you are, 
that song is actually recorded by Wham. And although you are technically correct that George Michael did sing it, he didn't record it in his solo career. So that's right. You're a big, dumb idiot. Fuck off. Back to the show. Um, so over the next month, Howard stated that Mary delivered a rabbit's head, Jesus, the legs of a cat, and in just one day delivered nine baby rabbits. I, I what do I say to that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty yucky. So naturally, Wait, nine separate baby rabbits. Yeah, in one day. She was horny, huh? Just had sex with anything. Apparently. So, naturally, this caused a bit of a hubbub. Yeah. Uh, yep. A newspaper reported on... Uh, a newspaper reported that she delivered, quote, a creature resembling a rabbit, but whose heart and lungs grew outside its belly. They're very specific on the organs of the creatures and not the fact that a fucking animal is coming Bro, out that's of that's all they had. <laughs> they could just cut something open and be like, oh, this is the liver. <laughs> Who, who knows but if like, it has, like, cirrhosis? I don't give a fuck if the cat doesn't have a liver. I give a fuck that she's giving birth to a cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, John Howard was a fairly reputable doctor, and he still had no idea what was happening. So, he wrote a letter to King George's secretary to ask for help. What, ask the king? He wrote it to the King George's secretary. Yeah, but what is she going to do? not hear anything I just said. I did, but what is she going to do? Like, find someone better or just ask the king himself? I'll tell you what she did, Owen. She... Gave the letter to the king. Yep. King George was actually, like, weirdly fascinated with this story. I mean. So he sent um, his personal surgeon, Nathaniel St. Andre, who was a German, no, Swedish guy or something like that. Same thing. Who gives a fuck? Um, and he, he sent him to investigate. Okay. St. Andre arrived to see Mary Howard on November 15th. And within an hour, cute, within an hour, Mary had delivered yet another rabbit torso in front of St. Andre. Yuck. <laughs> uh, St. Andre investigated the torso Mary had delivered by cutting it uh, out a lung and placing it in like a bowl of water to see if it floated. And what? It, it did float, which <laughs> made him think that the rabbit had breathed air before. So like it was alive prior to vaginal delivery. <laughs> you would think that, but he also decided <laughs> that even though he was like, damn, this rabbit bro- breathed air at one point in its life. But he was also like, yeah, there was uh, it was gestated in her fallopian tubes. Okay. So he seemingly has an answer as to what's going on. It's like, nah, this shit's real. You know what I mean? Anyways. Um, so later that day, Mary delivered even another rabbit torso, some rabbit skin, a rabbit's head, and some bits of a cat. Rabbit skin? <laughs> yeah, yuck. Um, <laughs> so now on November 20th, another surgeon named Syriacus Allers. I like that name. Yeah, he's German. Uh, was sent to see Mary to do his own examination. Okay. Syriacus found that Mary had no signs of pregnancy and noted, this is very suspicious, Owen, that she often clenched her legs and thighs together. Did she lose the baby weight, though? I don't know. There are a lot of pictures of her. She doesn't look too big. Oh, there are pictures of her. Well, like drawings. Oh. We'll get there. Um, He also found that John Howard's behavior was kind of strange because he like insisted on... Who deliver- is John Howard? The- John Howard is the original doctor that she was taken okay. to. Okay, okay. Sorry. Um, He found that his behavior was rather strange because 
He insisted on delivering the rabbit parts by himself and, like, wouldn't let Syriacus help. Maybe turn them on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, like, sort of strange because, like, it's just Why? suspicious. But yeah. also, like, Syriacus was just, like, a general physician. Okay. And Howard was an actual like ob quote unquote for yeah. the time so like maybe that's why he was like you listen you can't be a part of this um uh syriacus had his suspicions about these pregnancies and in order to leave he lied to howard and said that he believed that they were legitimate okay um after lying syriacus was allowed to leave with several of the parts of the rabbits nice he returned to london and examined that the rabbit parts more close uh, exa- examined the rabbit yep. parts more closely and found that several of them had been cut with a man-made blade. And he found, uh, in some of the rabbit droppings, uh, bits of straw and grain. Okay, so they were alive. So he thinks this is bullshit, basically. Yeah. Meanwhile, though, St. Andre was convinced that these rabbit pregnancies were completely legitimate and most likely supernatural. (laughs) It's the fucking ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Um... This story became a national sensation. I would, uh, yeah. Uh, various I publications wrote about Mary's pregnancies. Some believed her and some doubted her, but like no one really had an explanation to what was going on. Besides, like, never mind. So Mary herself had an explanation, though. Mary claimed that you know how I said she like worked in a field all day. Yeah. Mary claimed that she was working in a field in April of 1726, so a couple months before she initially delivered the rabbit Yeah, which parts. was September, right? Yes. Or, yeah. Um, and she claimed that she was startled by a rabbit and tried to chase it and catch it, but she couldn't, ca- she couldn't keep up with it, and she lost it. And then later that day, she tried to catch another rabbit, but also failed. Then that night, when she went to bed, she had a dream that both the rabbits that she chased were sitting in her lap. She woke up that day in like a fit of sickness, they call it, whatever that means. And then um, for the next few months, like had a very strong urge to eat nothing but rabbit. Does she think that they like seek revenge on her? We'll get there. What yeah, but she also, like, couldn't... She was a peasant, so she couldn't afford rabbit. I guess it was expensive yeah, or something. Yeah, and she's too slow to chase them, so... Yeah, all you can afford is boiled cabbage back then. Mm. Um, so she couldn't get any of the rabbits, so she just, like, went for, like, months and months of, like, really wanting to eat rabbit. Um, and then... So some people heard Mary's story and cl- concluded that she suffered from a medical theory called maternal impression. Okay. Now... Maternal impression own is an old timey theory, which is very debunked by modern science. Um, it's an old timey theory that if a pregnant woman experienced certain emotional stimulus, that would have an effect on how their child was born. Okay. For example, if like you go through something bad while you're pregnant, yep. um, your child could have birth defects or congenital defects. Okay. Um, it's also said that if a mother was like incredibly sad when they were pregnant uh your child would grow up to be depressed or schizophrenic or something like that so basically if you have a son and he's depressed it's not his fault it's the mom's fault Mm. because you know it's 1726 (laughs) women aren't thought of very highly just blame everything on the woman jesus so it was theorized that since mary had a dream about the rabbits and wanted to eat them that triggered her body to change the baby's fetus into that of a rabbit 
all right, now this is just like some like magic shit. <laughs> well, this was like a real theory. Like they thought that this was like actual science. Yeah. Like, oh no, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? All right. So on November 29th, Mary was brought to London to be examined by like all sorts of doctors that were summoned by St. Uh, Andre. Yep. Keep in mind, St. Andre still thinks that these... Or fake as shit. No, he thinks that these are real. Oh, oh, that it's, was the Clemente guy, right? Syriacus yeah. thinks that they could yeah. be bullshit. Okay. Um, of the doctors uh, brought to witness the births, uh, the consensus was, was split over they were real or if they were a hoax. So it's like sort of 50-50. Like nobody knows what's going on. And it like today it sounds like absolute bullshit. Yeah. But like back then they're like, I don't know, this could be real. Yeah, that makes um, sense. It tracks. <laughs> Um, so between November 30th and December 3rd, Mary had what she was kept being examined by doctors who expected her to give birth to another rabbit. Um, but Mary had no more rabbit births and she also contracted an infection that, uh, apparently like made her lose consciousness all the time. I can only imagine what body part was infected. <laughs> <laughs> so shortly after that. Um, a reporter named Lacey Baguino okay. uh, was caught trying to sneak a rabbit into Mary's room. Nice. Okay. Wait, who was? Who was this chick? It was uh, it was a dude named Lacey Baguino. Oh, he was sorry. a reporter. Gotcha. That's right. Okay. Um, and he, so Baguino confessed that he was asked by Mary's sister-in-law to bring the smallest rabbit he could find to Mary. So there's a whole family conspiracy going on get there now some of the doctors uh believe that this proved that it was a hoax and tried to get mary to like incriminate herself yeah, it seems like a safe yeah yeah safe yeah. bet um so on december 4th mary went into labor again but didn't give birth to anything nothing came out um so a justice of the peace was summoned who took mary into custody for questioning uh mary admitted to nothing until sir richard manningham who is a physician, threatened to perform a dangerous, painful, and in, like entirely experimental surgery. Just cut her open. To see if she had different reproductive organs than other women. He's going to cut her open. Just so keep like, in mind... Do a C-section on her while she's fully with it. Keep in mind, it's 1726. This guy wants to basically rip out her uterus yep, yep, just and then put it, it back in. Yeah, makes sense. With zero <laughs> anesthesia, zero like infection control. Nope, nope. Like... No way to knock her down. Yeah, it's just, it seems very funny. Um, so on December 7th, uh, Toft finally admitted that she, in fact, crammed a bunch of dead rabbits and cat bits up her cooter and allowed them to be removed as if she was giving birth. Was this because she was, like, sad that she lost her kid? And well, um... Like some postmortem, post... Postpartum depression? Postpartum depression to, like, the fucking extreme. Give me two seconds, I'll get there. Um, in her confession, in her confession, she did implicate her mother-in-law and the original physician, John Howard. So they were part of the whole conspiracy. Okay. Now it's believed that, uh, Mary did all this because at the time freak shows were like exceedingly popular. Yeah. Yeah. In England. And shit. You know, yeah. like people would pay like a ton of money to see like the world's strongest man or like the bearded the lady or whatever. Yeah. And she was like most likely unhappy with her peasant life. That's fair. And was like, you know, it's gotta be better to just cram dead rabbits so inside me and the lady that just shit those out for money. You know yep. what I mean? Just periodically gives birth to rabbit skin. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. Um, Ugh. so Mary never got her dream 
of cramming ra- rabbits inside herself for a living. That sucks. Uh, because on December 9th, she was charged, and this is a real charge back in the day. She was charged by a criminal court of being a notorious and vile cheat. I, something tells <laughs> me it's if that was a dude in a different circumstance, they probably wouldn't charge him. You're like, it's just fucking 1700s women, like peasant woman. And yeah. they're like, yo, fuck her. <laughs> I, I just love the name of the charge. It's not like yeah, conspiracy. So basically, to like... they just charged her because she's a liar. Yeah, a notorious <laughs> and vile liar. <laughs> um, and she was sent to Bridewell Prison. What was her sentence? Um, I couldn't find that, actually. Huh. Uh, How old was she at this Like at this point? I think it said she was 24, 25. Oof. Um, so many of the medical uh, community fell into poor favor with the king for like believing that this was real i mean yeah <laughs> i don't blame him yeah <laughs> um saint andre the like second doctor who was brought in to examine her yeah uh was dismissed from his post because the king him. was like you're my personal physician you thought this shit happened <laughs> um, yeah i can't trust him now so little is known about mary's later life other than she eventually was released from prison and arrested again in 1740 for receiving stolen goods um, and then she later died in 1763. What a what a life lost. What a life to live. Something told me she, she just had like some real bad like psychosis or like schizophrenia or something. Oh, I think she literally was just like, I want the money. Oh yeah, you did say for the freak shows yeah. at the circus. Yeah, wanted out of that peasant life. Nothing, I mean, what's better than a peasant life? Like being gawked at, like delivering like half maimed rabbits. You probably make more money, honestly. Well, yeah, probably. But and it was also like back in the day, like you literally like could not improve your station. No, you can't. Yeah, yeah. I almost said feudalism, but that was not a thing in 1710. But I mean, it basically, could have been. Yeah, it's still not great. Also, this is a quick sidebar. A quiz, quick, uh, what happened? Fun fact. Um, apparently, like in the 1600s and 1700s, in like big cities, like people still wanted cattle to like slaughter for food, but there were no fields in the big cities in England. So they would just like walk a horse down their basement, or wa- or walk a cow down to their basement and just like raise a cow in their basement. And there would just be shit all over the floor in like a lightless room. And then like a year later, they'd kill it and eat it. I mean, yeah, cows can't walk upstairs, right? They probably had a ramp. No, I just mean like you can put the cow downstairs in the basement and it can't leave. Like cows can't, like notoriously can't walk upstairs. Or also can't leave if you just close the door. Well, also yes, but. But yeah, so it's a shitty life for basically, a cow. <laughs> in the olden days, there would just be basements and basements and basements full of cows and like waist deep shit. Ugh. Anyways, that's the what happened fun fact of the week. What a start to season two. I feel like it's been a year yeah, hiatus. This is, a this season is probably two. season two, even though there's no change in the theme whatsoever, which I feel like happens in seasons. But whatever. <laughs> just whatever <laughs> um yeah so if you like this podcast you know subscribe leave us a rating tell your friend we're going back to weekly episodes that was not discussed i just dropped it on a hot mic that is very optimistic but hopefully i mean we both have better schedules that's true we've had this schedule for a while you keep telling me no not really all right you- anyways <laughs> we're, we're gonna be back to some sort of schedule yeah. that we will announce at a later date. Yeah, uh, Instagram, Twitter, that Instagram shit. Instagram is, uh, what is her? <laughs> at what happened. Or official W, no, Twitter is official WHPC. Let me see what the fucking Instagram is. I don't have it anymore. It's all you. Uh, hold on, stand by. Oh, yeah, our, uh, our Instagram is what happened underscore pod. 
That and uh, while you're at it, if you are a fan of funny YouTube videos, oh god, you should check out our uh, YouTube channel. It's called Bean Boys Media Productions. It's pretty funny. Go give it a watch. Give it a like. But either way, those who are actually still stuck it out for a full year hiatus, I want to thank you because yeah. we just disappeared without saying a single word about it. Real fans. So uh, hopefully you guys actually come back to listen. Tell your fucking friends or I will find you and I will kill you and I'll find your mother's house and I'll burn it down. And I'll take a shit in your charred childhood bedroom. I just want you to know I will eventually post pictures of us, but Ryan is the least threatening human you could probably ever imagine. You'll find that out if you go to my YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. You'll <laughs> see, Ryan. Uh, that might be worth it in itself just to put a face to the name. All right, we got to end this shit. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Tell a guys. friend. See you next week.